to Movies, Movies, Movies on Mornings with Bridie Tanner. Featuring Jack and Andre. It's been a little minute. I've missed you. I missed you too. Nice face. Have you missed me? <laughs> <laughs> You've got great skin right now, Brady. <laughs> 10 past 10 on a Monday. We talk about all things film and cinema and movies. And I'm very excited because I saw Portrait of a Lady on Fire or Portrait of a Lad, as the ticket stub said. <laughs> and also I saw Little Women too. But you've probably already reviewed those in weeks past. Mm, yes, we did. We did, didn't we? We liked them both. Well, you, we liked. You kind of dragged Little Women. I was. My take on Little Women was that it exists. It's good for the culture. Not for me. Not for me. And you can check out these reviews on Instagram at movies, underscore movies, underscore movies, underscore. It's a great resource for if you're coming out of a film and you want an opinion or you're going into a film and you want an opinion. Definitely want an opinion. Going in. (laughs) As they say in the film criticism industry. I say we should crack right into it. Movie news. Okay, this one's for filmmakers in Sydney. What have you got? So, we have an announcement very quickly before movie news. You've got one month to get your film submissions if you've got anything cooking in your cauldrons into Sydney Film Festival. You do have to pay a buttload of money for that rejection letter, but I think it's worth doing. (laughs) February 28th is the day that we think is the deadline. For Uh, Sydney makers. Rule number one about filmmaking, you leave a whole day for exporting. So, you don't do it on the day, you leave a whole day for exporting that film of yours, honeys. Um, But in other news, M. Night Shyamalan and Apple have been sued for their show Servant, which we reviewed on the show. Uh, they've allegedly ripped off a Jessica Biel and Kaya Scodelario, better known as Effie Stoneham from Skins, film The Truth About Emmanuel, which was directed by Francesco Gregorini. Uh, the suit is basically claiming that this is evidently like a metaphor for the sexism in Hollywood. It says, like, this is an apt metaphor for the real-life version of what could happen here. It takes only a few old guard Hollywood men such as Mr. Shyamalan and Mr. Bass Gallup, who I'm assuming is, like, the producer, and their new Silicon Valley partner, Apple, to negate the considerable achievements and life experiences of the women behind Emmanuel, and to irredeemably tarnish their work, the suit states. Just as the male perspective cheapens the female experience in Servant, Mr. Shyamalan and Apple TV diminish Ms. Gregorini and her largely female team. Let's give a bit of a summary to like describe what this means. Servant is about a husband and wife who might have a cursed baby, who knows, and we expect that the original film with uh, Jessica Kai, Biel with Jessica Biel is way more feminist and this new version isn't. Both but it's of ripped them, off the idea from the, the first movie. Both of them are set in like creepy gothic Philadelphia houses where the mother employs a new servant nanny to look after a doll and treat it like it's a real baby. See, this happens all the time in the music industry. Someone comes up with a song and then someone's like, hey, we wrote that in 2001. What are your opinions as film lords? Has this been a ripoff or is this a genre that everyone's allowed to pull from? Yeah, like is it is this Cursed kind of baby like, genre. Is this a new folk song? Like is this the new Bob Dylan cover of another thing? I think the problem here is mainly that I think what they're saying is there's this gender arrogance at the bottom of it where they've flipped the the story and told it from a male perspective and they're just showing that when it comes from the top down and you're stealing, it's not cool. Maybe yeah. if it's from the bottom up, it's okay. 
thus adding nothing what ends up happening to the original story. is that yeah. you watch something and then you hear about these stories of plagiarism and then you go back to the original source material and you're like oh great now i'm discovering a you know uncut gem that was plagiarized years later but if we're talking about uncut gems and copycatting american rapper eminem has dropped a new release and it's inspired by alfred hitchcock another case of feminist uh, backstabbing plagiarism i don't think so no it's just that the cover art and some of the tracks are very similar to the only album that alfred hitchcock ever released in 1958 called Music to be Murdered by. There's a song on Eminem's new release called Alfred Interlude and Alfred Outro. <laughs> Look, so has Eminem let- discovered Alfred Hitchcock and dropped a surprise album yeah, about him? Yeah, literally only a decade after Gaga... Everyone's fam- favourite Catholic rapper. <laughs> after Gaga famously dropped a bunch of Hitchcock names in her music. It just feels like it's just truly unbelievably bad and uninspiring. But maybe also I'm wrong and maybe I just don't understand Eminem. Let's go to this new one from... Uh, is it a new song from... It's not a King new song, Princess? but it's a song about maybe, like, who should have won the Oscars Because, because last the week, are out. the nominations dropped. And we have a track by King Princess prepping us for Meryl Streep's non-nomination. This is basically how we felt reading the nominations this year. It's called Mary Louise, Please, Please, and it's by King Princess. So you know what I did? What? I did scream. You want to hear? Okay. Frontier Touring present the return of electronic music icon, Fatboy Slim. The legendary DJ and producer brings his electrifying live show to Sydney as part of his biggest ever Australian tour. Fatboy Slim hits the halls at Olympic Park on Friday, January 31, with special guests Too Many DJs, Icarus and Love Deluxe. Final tickets are on sale now. Hit FrontierTouring.com for details and get ready to eat, sleep, rave, repeat. Frontier Touring, sponsoring FBI Radio. 2019 FBI Smack Awards. The nominees for the 2019 FBI Smack Awards have been announced. We've tipped our hat to 45 nominees across nine different categories for their unwavering commitment to Sydney music, arts, and culture. Now it's your turn to pick out the best of the best. To have your say, head to fbiradio.com forward slash smacks. The FBI Smack Awards are made possible thanks to Southern Comfort, sponsoring FBI Radio. One, no, 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 two reviews. 
two reviews. Give me more reviews. Two reviews. Two reviews. Two reviews. Two reviews. Two reviews. On Movies, Movies, Movies here on Mornings, FEI 94.5. Jen, you're going to be reviewing first The Juniper Tree. Shall we take a listen to the trailer? Mm Mm-hmm. You look like our mother did when she saw. Your eyes look the same. What do you see? I don't know. Do I detect a hint of Björk? Oh, you're hearing Björk back when she had her peas and bangs. Mm. And she made the juniper tree back in, I think, 1986, but it took four years for it to be released. And it's been remastered, restored, re-released last year. You can get it on Canopy for free if you have a library card. What's Canopy? Canopy is like the Netflix of library people. Yeah, so there's an online streaming service where you just sign in with your library card and you have access to all these films. It's really amazing. Do you need a particular kind of library card? Like any library, library? Ca- any library card. Any library card. You know, log you on. Get back into the library. Canopy. Absolutely. Libraries are lit. Watch this one on your laptop at home. Exactly. Well, exactly. It's made in the deep ethereal wave Cocteau Twins 1980s by the late genius Nietzsche Keen. She's... Bjork plays basically like the goth girl from 2000 years ago who can see through the dark reign of eternal sadness better than Herzog or Von Trier or any of your other fake pagan poets coming out of A24 right now. It's Iceland, witches, waterfalls, heavy rivers, spells, visions and curses. It's in black and white. And look, say what you want about escapism in the cinema. It might feel like the opposite to this endless summer apocalypse we're in, but it's the kind of sad and sexy you can watch in your watch on your own and it'll give you power. Like, I don't know. It's kind of like going to the library. It is empowering. <laughs> it's fully empowering. And it's all about how to deal with your enemies by finding yourself in art and your ancestors. I loved it. It's kind of like Big Little Lies meets A24's The Witch. It's, it's about witchcraft. It's called The Juniper Tree. Yeah. Was it originally from the 90s? Yeah, it came out yeah, in 1990. 1990, yeah. yeah and but, this remastered version has just come out now. It kind of vanished. And when people say, you know that movie that Bjork's in? Everyone thinks of The Dancer in the Dark, which is by Von Trier, which he famously tried to destroy her on set and, like, create... She talks about him creating this, like, Joan of Arc mythology where he, like, gets to beat down the vulnerable, like, a virginial, like, Bjork to, like, have her rise from the ashes. And this film kind of, like, puts a cap on that and is like, actually, we'll fucking kill you first. Mm, actually, it's... Yeah. All right, the juniper tree, in a word, what would you give it? Mm, misty moisty. <laughs> Poor Tom's gin. It's also very reminiscent of Jennifer Kent's film The Bubbadook and Nightingale about in a way. how violence is confused with misogyny. Anj, let's get to your review now. You're going to be looking at Sorry We Missed You. This one's in cinemas. That's right. This is where it's at. Vindaloo. Got to be hard to take this stuff, do you know what I mean? So, luckily now. Bit of a slice of life moment there. It's what fully is... slice of life. <laughs> sorry we missed you all about. <laughs> well, Sorry We Missed You is a really gloomy, I would say depressing, but I wouldn't want to deter anyone, but it is a very stark look at working class UK in the gig economy. And gig economy. Gig economy. Oh, we can all relate to that, can't we? Well, funnily enough that you bring that up, this isn't just, you know, pairing a DJ invoice with graphic design deadlines. This is like father as a truck driver, mum as a nurse, carer, and just them being pushed to the tipping point. And if I'm not selling the film to you, let me just let you know, this is Ken Loach. He's British, so we all know that heartbreak is compulsory. But MIA 
mad fucks with this guy and loves his films and is a huge supporter of Kess, which came out in 69. And she just really encourages people to watch Ken Loach. So while this is a really... It's really heartbreaking and it is troubling and upsetting, but maybe this is a film for people who don't exist in the realm that the film is about. It's about people watching this and understanding how hard it is for people to live in like the dire straits gig economy. My Nana saw this and said, that was just really good theatre. It's great theatre. And it's because it has people, you know, having takeaway and connecting. And it's about people who have tattoos and who work really, really hard. And Looking, at, looking at the poster of Sorry We Missed You, I wouldn't, it doesn't scream to me, this is a film that the film lords Jen and Andre would love. What did you like so much? What, did, what got you about it? I think it's that it's very grey sky, but it's optimistic. And uh, yeah, we don't want to watch another sad sack film that's a hardcore realism. I absolutely would not use the word optimistic to describe this. And I think that's why I liked it. It's just so real and horrible and doesn't give you... Interesting. Like, doesn't cut through at all. Sorry no we, optimism. Sorry no, we missed you. In a word, what would you give it? Mm, go there. Uh, Vindaloo. Love it. Let's go to a track from Shy Girl. This is BB. When we come back, Enoch Mailangi talking the Oscars on Movies, Movies, Movies. I 
Ihnen. Sydney Spotlight. Once again, here are the nominees for Best Picture. Scream, Meryl Streep. And I, oh, Jasmine Masters. And I, oh. Me trying kombucha for the first time, Brittany Broski. No. Well. Do you know what we are? The cock destroyers. Do you know what we are? We're fucking cock destroyers, aren't we? Cock babe? fucking yeah. destroyers. Fucking cock destroyers. A red wig in a silver dress, Davina De Campo. A red wig in a silver dress? I don't think. I'm telling on you. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> hey, big movies, movies, movies. Welcome to Honorary Film Lord Enoch, Enoch Mylungi. Thank you for joining us oh on gosh. Mornings. No, thank you for having me yet again. I think the first couple of times was like really sus. I was like, what is this radio? What is Sonic Intervention? Anyway, uh, what do you two want to say first? <laughs> <laughs> I just guess I wanted to ask you, are you going to be watching the Oscars 2020? Okay, like... <laughs> I'm, I have, like, real big issues. I'm sort of over Oscar talk. I'm really bored by it. Mm. I'm like, uh, not represent... Like, I, I guess every year comes up, it's always representation, blah, blah, blah. But since when was it, like, okay to, like, sort of beg for crumbs at, like, the big kids' table? Mm. I think I'm on that wavelength of, like, wow, you're surprised by the Oscars? Uh, like, it's been happening forever. <laughs> it's not like this is the first time that everyone's been snubbed. And also, like... Who cares that Netflix may be getting Oscars? Like, like <laughs> this is the coolest thing to happen to our generation. Like, oh my gosh, streaming services are getting nominated. Like, I don't know. I'm sort of over this sort of, you know, like these streaming sort of services sort of curating what we consume when actually like there should be some positioning in, on look at your neighbours and what they're producing. Like... I don't know. I guess I've never really cared about the nominations themselves. I've only ever cared about the show and the hosts. And I'm nervous they're not going to have a host. And I grew up on, like, you know, Angelina Jolie, Girl Interrupted. I'm saying I grew up on that, but it was in 2000. I just watched it on YouTube the other day. But, Mm. like, I feel like the Oscars used to be hot. Like, Bjork in a swan dress... uh, is there anything that could have you ma- watching this year, Bridie? Well, this is what I want to ask you. If you just wanted to pander to me, a basic bitch, for five seconds, is there anything you're excited about the Oscars oh, this year? Oh, the performance of Celebrity, talks about the fires. I'm, I find it really interesting how celebrities, like, sort of consume news mm. and then sort of... Nicole use... Kidman finding mm. out about the bushfires on the red carpet. Yeah, mm. like, I want those moments. Mm. Patricia Arquette I... talking about the bushfires in the continent of Australia with her sunnies on. And her boobs out. And her boobs out, Joaquin yeah. Joaquin Phoenix wearing the same suit as last time. Exactly. I know. I mean, is Wendy Williams going to have to constantly <laughs> apologise to Joaquin Phoenix on the red carpet this year? What, what happened? She dragged his cleft palate. Mm. And then, Does he have a cleft yeah, palate? and then Cher got really upset with her and Wendy Williams is now donating to the cleft palate society yeah i mean any nomination means that you're automatically boring in my books there i said it what a way to become irrelevant get nominated for an oscar no one's talking about any oscar nominated film that came out two years ago like no one even remembers what you know the danish girl or moonlight are they're all films of the heyday these are the last trump oscars if you were nominated this year you're cancelled did any of you think anything got snubbed from the oscars i wasn't this isn't really a snub but i was kind of holding out for aquafina just because it'd be fun to have like a comedian nominated for an acting role but apart from that everyone gets snubbed the audience gets snubbed 
The and Academy you. is old and boring. Fully. Jen. <laughs> so what? We, what are, what's our alternate? Garden Reflex. Garden Reflex. Oh, oh, no, hey! honestly, we're not allowed to bring it up because we got no, written that we're not allowed I, to like, self promote. Like, Feb seven. Yeah, <laughs> on J and J, it's like really exciting to see like you two sort of creating spaces for cinema and sort of film that is DIY, that is like not government funded in this country. That sort of I don't know, like what people are making, real people making real films about real people and all Now that this stuff. whole this whole thing seems like a big setup to yeah, the <laughs> They asked me that was an Andre spotlight. <laughs> yeah, they asked me to come on and be like, Can you talk about Garden? Yeah. <laughs> Can you be a cheerleader? <laughs> but honestly though, is there even like one nomination that we're psyched about? Like even just like remotely? I know that you're excited for Pedro Jen. Oh, always. Just because I love how much he hates this whole thing and I love whenever the camera cuts to him and he's over it. You can read how much he doesn't want to be there. Did Little Women get nominated? Oh, big time, I think. Right? No, not as best film or as best director. Little Women. uh, That's like the whole thing. No, you're wrong. It got best film, but it didn't get best director. It did get best director and that's the whole thing because the five films that got nominated for best director are just about white male violence. And on that note, yeah, you <laughs> heard it all. first, folks. Movies, movies, movies on FBI 94.5, Monday, 10.10. Thank you, honorary film ward Enoch Mailangi, for oh, joining thank us. Thank you for having me yet again. We love, <laughs> we love dragging things, don't we? We'll catch you next Monday. And Sorry, don't, Parasite. Don't forget you can check out the podcast as well at fbiradio.com. Movies, movies, movies is what it's called. Track now from Soccer Mummy. Come to Garden Reflex. <laughs> Yellow is the colour of her eyes. We'll catch you guys next week. What's happening? Sydney Spotlight. Jack and Orange, you've brought in a very special guest today who's putting on a first-time screening in a very unusual place. That's right. We're joined by Angelica Waite, who's organising the first film group screenings. And I came across this uh, on the gram and just had no idea about it. So I'm curious to know. Welcome to the studio. Yeah, sure. Thanks so much for having me. So I, yeah. tell us where you're screening, what you're screening, and why you're screening there. Yeah, sure. So um, a good friend of mine, Greta Balog, and myself, we've started a group called The Film Group. And we have our first screening this Wednesday, the 16th. And we're screening our first um, first film in a space called Archie's, which is in Glebe. It's in Jubilee Park Oval. And it's in... You might have seen, if you've been to Jubilee Park Oval, there are there's a beautiful old aqueduct and some of the archways underneath the aqueduct have been turned into workshop spaces and they're really lovely little spaces. So, yeah, the first of the film group screenings is going to be in this space. So are you projecting onto a, a screen or what's, yeah, the, that's what's right. the setup? Yeah, projecting onto a screen in this space. Um, is, yeah, there, pretty... is there water running through the aqueduct? Or... No, it's old. It's it's, old I think uh... now it's actually been turned into the light rail, so that's the easiest way to get you, there. You're under the light rail? Yeah, the light underneath rail the light rail. It's so beautiful yeah. around there. I was walking yeah, around there the so other night. Beautiful. Like, oh my God, this is like the most beautiful part of Sydney. Yeah, we're lucky. It's a really great space to be able to put on a screening. So what? what take us back to the moment when you thought, let's put a screening on there. Well, I've been involved with this group called Workshop for Potential Cinema That's that has a workshop in one of these spaces. And the first time um, I visited the space, it's a, it's a film editing workshop. Um, editing and... Uh, so it's a 16mm and 8mm film processing workshop. Oh, my God. Um, so in an like aqueduct like in Jubilee Park. Yeah, it's so cool. Editing. Oh, my yeah. God. Sounds like, yeah, it sounds like something you'd need to do in a studio, like in, in sort of 
a consistent space where wind won't just blow. That's the... it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As in just inside. <laughs> is the wind. It's so annoying. Call me crazy. <laughs> that film anyway. stuck outside. So you were there and you yeah, thought, yeah. And just this, thought would be a, this would be a beautiful space, space for um, a movie. So yeah, where are people going to sit? So they, it's a pretty DIY space, but we've got chairs, so people Cute. will be able to sit. Cute. Um, and what's the film? Can you tell so us about the film? The film? It's called yeah, more Lion, importantly. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so the film is called Lion Fork. Um, it's a film made by Vic Rawlings and Jeff Silver, and it's a film about a banjo player named Lee Sexton and his wife, Opal. So it's this beautiful film that Greta and I found and just thought it would be incredible to show. It's a really... I guess I'd call it like a very meditative observational film about this man and his partner. And it's, um, yeah, it's really beautifully shot. It's very patient and kind of allows for Lee and Opal's lives to just unfold in all of their dailiness and everyday ritual on, um, on screen. This might be a bit of a tricky question, but what do you think that movie, what do you think about that movie will be so good and perfect to have in that particular space that you are that really, yeah, you. that's a good question. I think it's, I mean, there's something about this film that is incredibly immersive and I think being in a bit of a blank space like that could be a really great fit for, you know, screening something that's, it's, it's definitely, it's a, it's from a group, it, it's part of a group called the Sensory Ethnography Lab and they kind of, um, they experiment with combinations of um, ethnography and aesthetics, so kind of interesting new ways of you know, making anthropological films or documentary films um, with a kind of artistic bent to them. So I think that something about this film, I think, most, yeah, mostly the the immersive nature of the film will just work really well in this little space. And, yeah, we're excited about it. It's part of a two-part program. Um, so we've themed this, the first two of our film group screenings are themed uh, landscape. So this first film is Line Fork, and next we'll be showing a film by Vietnamese artist and filmmaker and uh, anthropologist Trin T. Min Ha. Okay, you guys can have um, a joker. I'm going to go watch some Line Fork to be yeah, honest. Yeah, Seriously. come on. Okay, how much, how much <laughs> would t- tickets set you back to uh, come along? Oh, it's to... free. Yeah, it's a free event. We really, yeah, we want to make sure it's something that everyone can get to. So There you go. I'm immersed. Hey guys, uh, Wednesday night, 7, 7th, 7.30 for 8pm start. That is chic. At the aqueduct. That is chic. Are you going to have some signage so people don't get lost at the aqueduct? Maybe we should. Someone standing there. Maybe okay. we can come stand. Yeah, okay. Angelica, come how about spin this for some a night? Joker I'm on the light rail, which is already very European. I'm already feeling very much like I'm in the new wave. <laughs> it's already a night out. It's already a night out. Uh, I get off a glee, but I troll on down to the bleachers. And like I'm like a troll. Oh, wait, like a troll. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, wait, it's not the bleachers. This isn't it. Chapter two. And then I go to the aqueducts and I can finally say aqueducts and That's I get right. to see beautiful film projected. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Come. It'd be lovely to have you there. I hope you crack into the banjo scene too. I hope there's a lot of banjo players that come. I really Do you know the banjo so player? Well. We have one. Yeah. Literally, we have. We one. literally have a friend called Grace Barr. If you're listening, yeah, come play banjo. We'll hook you up Wednesday night. <laughs> okay, so Jubilee Park this Wednesday, the 16th of October, 7:30 p.m. Rock up. It's a free event. Thank you so much, Angelica Waite, for coming in and telling us about this Thank one. Thank you. Thanks for having me Sydney in Sydney Spotlight. Movies, movies, movies. You've been listening to it, and it happens every Monday. Jack and Andre, my film lords, my film angels. Thank you so much. Joker is getting reviewed next week. That's right. I insist. America's a strip club. Love you, Bridie. <laughs> <laughs> this is Blue Coloured Mountain by Sismon. Here are mornings. FBI. Get your